yo, yo, welcome to the Make It Rain podcast. Here we are on the next episode, the day before Valentine's Day. Uh, I am talking, today we are going to be talking about the trade deadline just, that just happened last week. And my guest with me, I got my guest on the mobile. Uh, his name is Rafi. Rafi, how 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 you doing? I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, having a good night. I'm I'm excited to talk about about the trade deadline. How was how was your day today? Uh, it was it was pretty good. You know, uh, um, pretty uh, smooth day at work. Um, yeah. Feel like uh, you know I I got a lot done. What about you? Oh, you know, my day, my day was good. I've, I, I've been having a, a, a decent week at work, so I'm pretty happy. I've been having a stress-free, uh, stress-free week. Uh, I came off the rejuvenation chamber yesterday. Yesterday I took a day off, you know, I took a me day. So, you know, I came back to work today all refreshed, you know, and got my work done and, uh, tomorrow's Friday. So, uh, we are one step closer to the weekend. Oh Yeah. We gonna be talking about the trade deadline, uh, trades that happened, you know, <laughs> on trade deadline day. Uh, do you consider th- this uh, trade deadline uh, heavy, or was it pretty light? This was a pretty, um, definitely very light yeah. trade deadline. I think this, I think this trade deadline was more of a way to help some teams that already have, you know, stars and structure in place. Just maybe help um, improve their benches a little bit better and get ready for the playoffs. All right. All right. All right. Uh, The first trade we're going to talk about is the 14 deal between the Hawks, Rockets, Timberwolves, and the Denver Nuggets. So the Hawks received Clint Capella and Nene uh, from the Rockets. The Nuggets received Shabazz Napier, Bates Diop, Noah Vonley via the Timberwolves, and they received Gerald Green and a 2020 first-round pick via the Rockets. Uh, the Rockets received Jordan Bell, Robert Covington, and a 2024 second-round pick from the Hawks. The T-Wolves received Malik Beasley, Her- Herman Gomez, Vanderbilt from the Nuggets, and Evan Turner and 2020 first-round pick from the Hawks. Uh, your your thoughts, uh, before we get into your thoughts, uh, Nene was waived. And uh, Gerald Green was waived. But uh, your thoughts on this trade? Um, I would say, you know, I really like what the Hawks and and the Nuggets, the top two teams. I feel like they, um, you know, got the tie. I I like Shabazz Napier. I think he, you know, I I I think he's still pretty young. I think he's got a a lot of potential. Yeah. Um, And the Nuggets are also already a very stacked team. Uh, yeah, um, the Nuggets. The Nuggets got death, and they they got yeah. a decent starting five. So you know they added death to their rotation. Yeah, exactly. And I also feel you know even though the Hawks are obviously at the bottom of the conference, uh, um, you know whenever you get a player like Clint Capella, like you know I mean he's going to really uh, solidify their you know defensive presence. Mm-hmm. So I, I like him. You like him. All right. Uh, for me, I said I like the deal for both the Rockets and the Hawks. Uh, starting off with the Rockets, uh, I think uh, Robert Covington was a great pickup for them. Uh, I, 
he's that three and D guy that they need. He's kind of like a he's kind of like what Ariza did for them a couple of years ago when they went to the conference finals. And uh, right now, as you know, the Houston Rockets are playing small ball. We got PJ Tucker at the five. Yeah. And uh, right now, the Rockets are four and two in February. Uh, they're doing good. I think they're two and two with the with that lineup. Uh, well, I mean, Capella was hurt before, but I think they're two and two since the trade deadline. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I think it's. I'm not opposed. Like, I don't think the Rockets really lost this. Like, I mean, they lost Capella, but like he, I just think he never really fit on that team hmm. because you know Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni, he just wants to spread the floor out and shoot threes all day. Threes and layups. You know, yeah. you know Mike D'Antoni. And uh, Clint, Clint Capella doesn't really have an offensive game other than uh, being a, a law threat. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, and, you know, I think uh, they, I think they used to match them last year. So he's uh I I think he was restricted last year in Houston Houston matched him so I he's getting paid a decent amount of money. Plus James Harden and Westbrook are getting paid a lot so it's to shed off some salary cap. Yeah, I I think it I think it's a good idea. I do still think that they do need a um a player inside to complement uh, Westbrook and Harden. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, they, they need some kind of, you know, every, every great team has a good, uh, defensive, you know, presence. Um, you know, even if they're, even from their guards, like, you know, we have to see, we got to see Russell Westbrook and Harden really, you know, work. I mean, I, a lot of people challenge them about their defense. Like, you know, do they have, are they consistent? And when, when it's playoff time, you know, I, I don't always see that. Well, right now, Russell Westbrook is putting his uh, fingerprint on the team, so that's what I want to see. I, I feel like, you know, with James Harden running the offense, the it's just too stagnant because it's basically dribble, 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 uh, step back three, and, you know, that's yeah. very, very predictable. But, you know, at least when, Russ, when Russell Westbrook is running the point and he's running the offense, the ball's moving. Right, right. Yeah, he's more of a traditional point guard than than Harden is. I feel like maybe I don't know what what your opinion if if you feel like one is more tries to. I mean, I know they're both very much scorers, and they're yep. both they're both very multi dimensional players. But mm-hmm. maybe Westbrook kind of tries to spread the floor more, while Harden, you said, is kind of very much isolation. Well, yeah, Harden's isolation, and then. Uh... I mean, I haven't watched the Rockets like that that much, but I'm just like, how many times is Harden? Ru- Russell Westbrook just attacks the basket, so he attacks. If he attacks the basket, he's drawn two like almost every time. That means somebody's open. You know, while, while you have James Harden just playing on the perimeter, I mean, he's gonna he gonna draw two draw two from the trap, you know, because they're gonna trap him when they do the pick and roll. Or they double him, or they double him to get the ball out of his hands. Uh, I mean, Russell Westbrook. Like, would you rather? Would you rather have 
see with with rest with Westbrook, you're gonna have a uh, congestion in the paint, but with Harden, you're gonna have like two guys with you on the two on the three point line. So I think I think it's better spacing when uh, Ru- Russell Westbrook runs the offense, and plus, uh, as we all know, uh, Russell Westbrook is not a knockdown three point shooter, so he can't be no. standing in the corner. Uh, you know, it's better that James stands in the corner or, or he stands somewhere on the perimeter than Westbrook standing on the perimeter. Yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, I think Westbrook is a little bit more of a, an explosive player. At least he, you know, he he. He drives to the basket a little bit more, and he he spreads out the floor. Yeah. So yeah, having having a Harden on the three point line is a, a better better option. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the Rockets playing small ball. It's a little bit like the Warriors. They all can like, I mean, it's all for switching too. Even if you look at it defensively, like at least you can switch all five, and you know still play defense because you know you when you put when you put Capella on a guard, a man's gonna be on skates. Oh yeah, yeah. So. You know, I I mean, I actually I I said I like the deal for both uh, Houston and and um, the Atlanta Hawks. Like the Atlanta Hawks got a big man; they got a shot blocker. Uh, their defense will definitely improve, and you're now putting uh, J, uh, John Collins at the four. And I'm looking forward to seeing that Trey Young, uh, uh, Clint Capella pick and roll. Oh, because that that's gonna be a law of every single time. It's going to be a love every single time, you know, and, you know, they'll get better rebounding, better defense, because I think, I think the Hawks are one of the worst defensive teams in the league. So Capella's just like an, an instant like ad. I mean, obviously their season's, you know, done for, you know, they're done for this season, but next season they can make some noise. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, with with whoever they get in the draft, like I mean, yeah. I don't, that could help a lot too. And watch those screens from Capella, man. Watch those screens from Capella, yo, because you know Trey Young can shoot from anywhere. <laughs> Capella gonna set a nice screen. He is. He's he's a good um, he's a good screen, and he's and he's a good uh, he's good on those lobs, like he's, you said. Yeah, he's a good screener, good roller, get those lobs. But I I mean I just think he needs to develop an offensive game. That's why he probably got traded. He's making too much money. You know he doesn't. He's not really that good at offense. True. But yeah, I mean, do you want to say anything about the Nuggets and? Uh, T Wolves. I mean, I I thought they were just meh. I mean, they got some players, you know, role players. Yeah, I mean, the only one that really, uh, you know, uh, I feel like I don't know Malik Beasley or Herman. I know Hernan Gomez is like a an all right like defensive yeah. player. You know, I mean, I think he's got maybe a little bit of an offense. And then I I, I like I mean I've heard Shabazz Napier's name around a little bit. And, I don't know how I don't know too much about him, but I I mean I've heard he's like you know, I'm, I mean I know he was drafted pretty high when I think when he came out of college. Yep. Um, but he he's a guard, right? I think he's like, yeah, he's a guard. Yeah, so I mean I mean he could help, and you know the Nuggets are already you know stacked, so I mean he doesn't have to. I mean he he can contribute in you know in smaller ways, and I mean they could use all the depth that they they can get so i i think i think it helps the nuggets and 
I mean, um, you know, they get a, a first round pick or whatever. So, I mean, that could help the Nuggets yeah. in the future. So, yeah. All right. Uh, real quick, I'm just going to talk about the Sixers magic. Uh, basically, the Magic received James Ennis for a 2020 second round pick. I mean, kudos to the Magic. They get a 3 and D guy. Uh, but the next trade we're going to discuss is the Timberwolves and the Warriors. So the Timberwolves receive D'Angelo Russell, Jacob Evans, and Omari Spellman, while the Warriors receive Andrew Wiggins, a 2021 protected first round and 2021 second round pick. Uh, this time I'm going to go first and then I'll let you get your thoughts in. But for me, I like the deal for both teams. And, uh, I actually saw something. I saw some things on, on Twitter that Steve Kerr said, and I just like totally agree with them. Uh, so Steve, Steve Kerr, like I said, he had an interesting quote. He had an interesting quote on Twitter about Wiggins. It's, it's a more, uh, so for Wiggins, it's more of a positional fit. You know, he's an athletic, and you get in that wing player. And it and Andrew Wiggins just fits what Golden State needs to do. You know, I think a lot of people are saying that. I mean, I agree. You can put Wiggins at the three. Once Curry comes back, you got Curry at the one, Clay at the two, Wiggins at the three, Draymond at the four, and they just need a, a big guy. You know, they're five. So I really like that. I didn't think D'Lo fit because – are you going to play, you know, Clay, Clay, Clay should play the two. I don't think he should play the three, but it really, I mean, it's positionless, positionless, positionless basketball. But I just felt like, you know, the Warriors would be too, too, too small with Steph Curry and D'Angelo Russell both in, on your backcourt. But for the Timberwolves, I like this because... Cat is finally getting another all-star talent, and you now have two all-star talents on the same team, so they should figure a way on how to get into the playoffs. Uh, and they also got some nice pieces, as we'll talk about. We talked about earlier in that other trade. They got some nice pieces from the Nuggets and Hawks, and, you know, they made some more noise, but I I just I think uh, with that trade, they Minnesota's future is looking pretty bright. And uh, I just think Andrew Wiggins just wasn't a good fit around Cat. So Andrew Wiggins is getting a new start. And I, I, I think they'll both, like, blossom in their new role. Because Andrew Wiggins, for the Warriors, he doesn't have to be a star. He can be that Harrison Barnes. He can be that Harrison Barnes that they were when uh, the Warriors won that first championship. 3 and D guy, hit some threes, a, a high clip, play some good defense. You know, you don't need him to, you know, he can slash, get some dunks here and there, but you you really don't need much from Andrew Wiggins. You don't need him to be that star. So he'll he'll have a lot of relief pressure. Your thoughts? Um. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you that, you know, I especially felt like when D'Angelo Russell first came to the Warriors, yeah. I never I never really thought it was going to be like a permanent um, solution. I thought, you know, the, the Warriors were really, um, you know, very, very injured, um, you know, even before the season started. And, you know, they needed someone to fill the role. And now that like sort of the season has went on, you know, they know that they're going to get Klay Thompson. They know they're going to get Steph Curry back. 
And they're like, you're right. They need someone that's more of, you know, a little bit bigger size that, you know, can maybe play alongside uh, Draymond Green. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, Andrew Wiggins is a, you know, I mean, from, you know, his college days to when he came in the league, he's a very explosive scorer. He can score in different ways while I feel like D'Angelo Russell, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I feel, I don't know. I feel like he's uh, too much of a, a shooter, like kind of like, you know, Clay and Steph. And it's just, it's just too much of a, a similarity between him and those other guys. So uh, I think, uh, and I think for the, you know, the Timberwolves, I think. Uh, I think it's a perfect be, fit. Like this is the perfect trade for both teams. Yeah. <laughs> both teams got what they wanted. Man. And like the T-Wolves wanted D-Lo for a while now. So they finally got, they finally got their guy. Yep. I I totally agree. I don't know. I mean, the few, I I hope that I don't know. The West is really stacked, so but hopefully, you know, because they're both pretty young, and I think they're both locked up for a while. So hopefully, Minnesota can make a turnaround. Yeah, I th- I mean I think in the what was in the past year, I think they you know they were just almost like yeah they almost made the playoffs. Yeah, so I mean, they might just this might be the you know, um, you know, maybe they're only like one or two players away, and this could be this could be it. Yeah, could be it. Uh, do you want to say anything else? Uh, I'm good with that trade. All right, uh, yeah, like I said, I think it was a good trade for both teams. Uh, no one got like fleeced or anything, <laughs> so it was just a fair and equal trade. <laughs> All right, let's get into the 76ers and Warriors. Uh, this was a minor trade. Basically, uh, this trade they sent. Actually, well, yeah. The 76ers received Alex Burke and Glenn Robinson III, while the Warriors received uh, three second-round picks, the 2020 second-rounder, 2021, and 2022. Uh, your thoughts on that? Um. I I mean I, I really think again that I think that trade is also a pretty uh fair trade. I I've you know I've been sort of hearing about, you know, Alec Burks. I don't know as much about Glenn Robinson, but I know that Alec Burks I think he's a is he a rookie, I think. Uh, I think he's older. Well he could be older. a rookie, but I, I think he was like older. Definitely not that young. Um but I know he's been, you know, I, 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 I've heard his, you know, his stats have been pretty pretty good with the Warriors um, when he was with them. And he's really, you know, blossomed as a, a scorer. Um, but I, I, I don't know, I guess for some reason, I, I'm not really sure about the um, why they, you know, they felt like, I guess they, maybe he just, uh, he wasn't a good fit for the Warriors for some reason. Um, but um, regardless, I think it helps the Sixers out tremendously to have another, like you know, a good shooter. Their bench, uh, the 76ers bench, other than Corkmas and Tybal, is just straight trash <laughs> and non-existent. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, it's mainly their starting lineup that's like yeah. that's great. So that's why you know, hopefully that this can uh, improve their bench a little bit. And for the Warriors, I mean, I mean, second round picks. I mean, I it's not like. Uh, amazing or whatever, so that's why I feel like it's a pretty like balanced trade, I would say. Yeah, and basically, 76ers got shooting, and Warriors basically got 
you know, more fu- a future future stuff, future picks. Yeah. Uh, you know, decent trade all around. Uh, I hopefully, you know, the 76ers improve their, sh- their uh, jump shooting because it's just really, really bad. But, yeah, that's all for that trade. Uh, real quick, I am going to talk about some minor stuff that happened. We got the Hawks and Clippers. The Hawks received Derek Walt. Derek Walton Jr. for 2022 second round pick, uh, protected top 55. And then the Hawks Blazers, the Hawks received Scal Labissiere in cash for a 2024 second round pick, protected top 20, uh, 55. And then the Nuggets and the Wizards had a trade. The Nuggets received Jordan McRae for uh, Shabazz Napier. So Shabazz Napier is going to the Washington Wizards. Uh, now we got another decent-sized trade. We got a three-team deal between the Grizzlies, the Miami Heat, and the Timberwolves. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies received Dion Waiters, Justice Winslow uh, from the Heat, and Gorgai Diang from the Timberwolves. Uh, the Heat received Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, and Solomon Hill from the Grizzlies. And the T-Wolves received James Johnson from the Heat. Yeah, your thoughts? Um, I think I think it honestly. I mean, I think it helped all the teams in different ways. I feel like you know Dion Waiters and just I, I know he's a pretty you know decent you know outside shooter, and yeah. I know I've heard a lot about Justice Winslow too. He's a good you know young player. Mm-hmm. Um, really contributed to the Heat. Um, and then I don't know too much about uh Diang, but like I mean, I'm sure he's not too bad. He's a good backup uh, center. I he, I know he was backing out Cat when he was hurt. Oh, okay. He's a decent backup center. So I would put them maybe like at the you know the second um best in the trade, but I I, I have to give it to the um the Heat. I feel like you know the Heat are already. Um, you know, a contending playoff team in the East. And um, I think, you know, getting Andre Guadala, even at his age, I feel like he brings a lot um, to a team. And so does Jay Crowder. Yeah. I mean, you're probably familiar with him. I know he was on the Celtics mm-hmm. at one point, right? So he's good, like, defender and decent shooter. Um, so I, I, I like – and James Johnson, I think – I'm pretty sure he's a good, like uh, – pretty decent shooter too as well so maybe they the t-wolves can improve their their bench a little bit i like this deal for miami uh you got andre iguodala andre iguodala let's tell the people he hasn't even played this season in and when he was in memphis uh there was beef going on with dylan brooks and john morant you know about like him not playing, they're like, well, we're actually going to get someone who actually plays. And, you know, Steph Curry chimed in. And it was a whole funny beef. I don't, I don't know if you saw the beef, but the, the beef was hilarious. But I digress. Uh, you know, Andre Iguodala is a good veteran, good presence in the locker room. And uh, basically, they just, they just need his services just for the playoffs. Uh, I don't think Andre Iguodala is going to play that much uh, in the regular season. He might get, you know, some minutes here and there to you know, condition himself for the playoffs. But he he's basically a weapon for the playoffs. And they got great defense. Miami got some great defenders. Jay Crowder is a good defender. Iggy's still a good defender. 
Iguodala, even though he's getting older, man can still, he can still, you know, run. I mean, I'm not going to say he can run a team, but he can still make plays. Iguodala can make some some plays down the stretch. And, uh, you know, Crowder's still a good three-point shooter. And, you know, that those two, you know, so basically now Jimmy Butler doesn't have to spend all of his energy on the defensive floor. You can put, you can lock up, you know, they're the opposing best player on Iguodala or Jay Crowder now. So, you know, Jimmy can focus a little bit on offense, even though he'll take the challenge to do both, but at least he'll, you know, he can conserve some energy and use more of his energy on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, That's what I like for Miami. Uh, Basically, I said Miami gave up their trash guys or their bad contracts. You know, Dion Waiters was on a bad contract. The man, the man got, I I think he got suspended for doing an edible on a plane uh, a couple (laughs) months ago. So I don't know why you want that on your team. Uh, But yeah, they gave up Dion Waiters. Who who else they gave up? Uh, James Jones. I think he, he had a, a big contract and, and justice Winslow, like, I think the man had so much promise, but the man's always hurt. So, I, I, you know, and look at Miami. Miami's looking good. You, Duncan Robinson doing things. Kendrick Nunn doing things. Uh, Tyler Harrow doing things. You know, they, Miami got a legit squad. Like, and and we all thought we all slept on Miami. We all thought, man, Miami's you know they're not gonna be that good. They're gonna be like seventh seed tops. But nah, he said, my Miami gonna make some noise. Y'all better watch out for the Heat. Yeah, yeah, they're they're an exciting team. I don't nobody expected uh, yeah. this from them at the beginning of the season. Oh, and I mean, I I like the thing for Memphis. Memphis is good. Uh, you know, John Morant's doing his thing. I'm sure Jared Jackson Jr. Uh, Joan, Jonas Valanciunas, and you know they got uh, who, who they get? Who they get? Uh, I mean, you know, Dion Waiters, he's alright. Uh, you know, he can shoot threes. Just make sure he stays off the weed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, you know, Justin Winslow. You know, they got they, they the Grizzlies got some decent pieces, so. You know, the, the they got some scrappy guys. You know, they got some you know young talent. Uh so you know the the Grizzlies will be okay. I think right now they're like in the Grizzlies have been doing well this season too. Like people slept on them. Like they're they're right now. I think they're above five hundred right now. So they've been doing pretty good. But yeah, I think Miami won this trade, and I want to say. You know, we're we're gonna go over our winners at the end of this podcast, but Andre Iguodala won this trade too because the man got a two year extension after not even playing for half the season, and he's on a contending team. He ain't, he ain't on no trash team. Yeah, I mean, we all. I think we all. Um, we all figure, you know. We all knew. We, I we we I thought he was gonna get bought out. But they just he just got a trade. Yeah, I guess they didn't they didn't uh, they, I mean they definitely wanted to get something back. Yeah. And you know, it took a while for them to negotiate mm-hmm. that. Um but Iguodala remained patient and 
Now it's paying off. Now he's going. He went. I mean, he's going from a championship team to, uh, uh, I mean, a decent, a decent contender. And I don't know if they're a contender, but you know, they're like one of the top, one of the top teams in the East. So he's uh, he's actually going to a good team. Uh, I and the next the next guy, Marcus Morris. We'll talk about man. That man. Oh, <laughs> I got some words for what he did. Uh, you ready to get into that? Yep. All right, let's talk about the Clippers, uh, Knicks, and uh, Wizards trade. Uh, the Clippers received Isaiah Thomas and Marcus Morris Sr. And the Knicks received Mo Harkless, a 2020 first-round pick, protected 2021 first-round pick swap, 2021 second-round pick via the Clippers, and draft rights to Isuf Sanon, he sounds like a guy from overseas. Uh, I know your Knicks love to draft overseas players. So, <laughs> you know, you got another overseas over. Uh, you got another guy up in Europe or Asia <laughs> to uh, worry about. And the Wizards receive Jerome Robinson. Uh, I'm, I'm going to just give you my thoughts real quick. So I, I think you know this. And you know a lot of people in the NBA know this, but at the at the start of free agency, we, we you know Marcus Morris had a deal with the Spurs, right? Mm-hmm. My man Marcus Morris had a deal with the Spurs, and then the Knicks offered him more money. And you know, at first I was cursing. I was like, I was like, why is Marcus Morris going to the Knicks? You know, this man like put this man on like a decent team, but. You know the the Knicks the Knicks paid him, and Marcus Morris is now the last man laughing because he found a way to get traded to one of the best teams in the NBA, and he still got paid, and he he got paid last offseason by the Knicks. So kudos kudos to Marcus Morris for doing his process because he went from the one of the worst teams in the league to one of the best teams in the league, and he got his money. Yeah, I, I have to I, – I mean, I, I was surprised. Again, like you, I was surprised he went to the Knicks because, like I said, I mean, I mean, I mean, honestly, who wants to go to the Knicks these days? I mean, the Knicks are just garbage year after year. And like like I'm going to say about the Knicks for, for, for the rest of my life, James Dolan is a freaking curse. Like, he is a curse to the team. Like, they need – like, somehow they got to get him. How he's somehow they got to make him feel so bad that he just wants to leave the team. Um, but um, I, I really like what the Clippers get. I mean, Marcus Morris is a you know a proven consistent scorer and he's yeah. a pretty good he's a pretty good rebounder as well. Mm-hmm. So I mean they they just um, you know the Knicks just gave up even more firepower, just made the Clippers a much better team. Yeah. And even even Isaiah Thomas, I mean, Isaiah Thomas, I know he's kind of had his ups and downs and, you know, maybe some injuries. But, I mean, when he plays, he's a, he's a pretty good – I mean, he could be a good backup backup point guard or whatever. Well, you know? Unfortunately, uh, Isaiah Thomas is getting waved. We'll get waved, yeah. I don't know he's why. He's getting waved. But he's going to get waved. But, I mean, he was – I think but, the Clippers yeah. already waved him. But, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And I would – yeah, and I would say, you know – I mean, the other teams that the players they got, honestly, they're irrelevant 
to me. Mo Harkless, you know, all these, you know, these draft picks that the Knicks get. Yeah, the they Knicks, don't. The the Knicks don't even draft that good, man. They don't draft good either. They I they know. always every time the draft happens, and the commentators will be like, the Knicks should pick this guy. This guy is good, and then they pick someone completely out of left field someone that nobody's ever heard of yeah it's like it's i mean we we all got we all got punked with the porzingis thing though no yeah we we all all got punked by porzingis and i have to admit the rj barrett thing was a pretty good pick yeah he's a good he's a good player so so in recent years the knicks have been doing okay (laughs) but the problem with the knicks is a little off topic but the problem with the knicks is that they have a hard time once they do get a good player. They have a hard time keeping, keeping them happy <laughs> and getting other players to surround that guy. Yep. So we got we got we got a lot of issues in in New York. We got uh, a lot of issues. New York is just like the New York Knicks is just like that black cloud. You know, they just have a black cloud hovering around them. Nothing ever goes ro- nothing ever goes right in 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 you know in New York for the Knicks. Oh, it's just, you know, it's, I mean, sometimes it's sad to see, but it's also hilarious. But uh, to, speaking about this trade, uh, the Clippers got a uh, a quote-unquote dog, uh, D-A-W-W-G, dog in uh, Marcus Morris. Because, man, you know, Marcus Morris, he, 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 he no bullshit. Like, I was watching the game yesterday. He was going at it with uh, Joel Embiid, and you know their feud goes from like you know the Celtics to Philly when you know Marcus Morris holding up the three zero sign, <laughs> and you know Joel Joel can't do anything about that. But you know Mar- Marcus Morris, man, he's nice, and yo know, Marcus Morris, my man, he takes shit for nobody. He takes shit for nobody. He a tough guy. Him and his brother. Him and his brother, yeah. Him and his brother. Both tough guys. So, you know, I like it for the Clippers. Uh, I, it's basically another body to put on LeBron James. That's the way I see it. And, you know, he's a he's a three-point shooter. He's a, you know, multi-dimensional sh- a scorer. He can score in the paint. You know, you know Marcus Morris, his patent jump shot. You know, he'll step into his, his jump shot. He's a good jump shooter. But, you know. I think it, it was obviously the Clippers won this trade. Um, my concern with the Clippers is I don't, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people are jumping j- jumping on the Clippers bandwagon, but I'm still I'm still looking for an answer to who's gonna guard Anthony Davis on that team. You got four yeah. guys. You got like three, four guys who can guard LeBron, but like. I, I I know Anthony Davis. I mean Anthony Davis is good, and you know he's a he's a superstar, and you know I I honestly don't understand, like I I the, like if you look at the Lakers when like LeBron doesn't and, and this is like every LeBron team, but like how are they just not this good? Like how are they bad when like you still got a guy, you still got Anthony Davis. The man could put up the the man could put up forty any night and you know without lebron they losing like you, you know rondo can pass it like I, I just don't understand i really don't like i think 
uh, Anthony Davis needs to have more of the offense. I mean, I don't really watch Lakers games that much, but I, I know a lot of the people are saying basically when LeBron's out the team, the, the team is basically, you know, trash. And I'm like, well, hello, you got Anthony Davis out here. Like, I mean, even though he didn't carry the Pelicans that far, you know, man's still a superstar talent. And, you know, you got, I mean, he, he carried them to the playoffs that one year. So... My my worry for my worrisome for the Clippers is who's gonna guard Anthony Davis come playoff time because I know who's guarding LeBron. He can either put Kawhi on him, he can put Paul George on him, you can put Morris on him, and if you want, you can put Pat Beverly on him. But yeah, I I think I, that was my concern from like you know the beginning. I, I I feel like the Clippers, you know, they got they're a very talented team, but in the end, in the in the Waiting moments. If Anthony Davis can perform like I know he can, I they, yeah. I put them ahead of the Clippers. But mm-hmm. you know we don't know. They've been they've been pretty balanced. You know, the Clippers will beat the Lakers one game this season, then yeah. they'll go back and forth. So who knows? Clippers haven't been consistent that much this season. That's the only thing. But I mean, we'll see in the playoffs. You know. But that that's my only question mark. My only question mark is who's guarding Anthony Davis because I I I think you know you can say all you want I st- st- we got Stephen A. Smith saying well you know if Le- LeBron got to turn back the clock in order to beat the Clippers I'm like nah <laughs> just feed the ball to Anthony Davis make sure Anthony exactly. Davis is aggressive oh it's gonna be barbecue chicken every time in that paint it also <laughs> depends on you know especially. I mean, we have to see, uh, you know, can Paul George and and Kawhi stay healthy as well or whatever. I mean, yeah. if, if one of them goes down, I mean, Laker Nation, you know, Lakers will be just fine. But at the same time, you know, I know Anthony Davis has also been injury prone in the past. So, I mean, it really depends on mm-hmm. who can stay healthy and who can stay consistent. So That's true. That's true. But, I mean, I just need – think they need like another big or something like i don't know i mean harold i think harold's more of an offensive guy than he he brings the energy harold brings the energy but i don't think you can stick him on davis but i could be wrong plus the lakers plus the lakers have a bunch of other like defensive big men too or whatever you got dwight howard you got javel mcgee yeah like they got a lot of weapons yeah, uh, let's get into, all right, minor trade. The Hawks received Dwayne Dedman, 2020 and 2021 second-round pick. And the Kings received Jabari Parker and Alex Lane. Jabari Parker's been bouncing around from uh, from team to team. kind of feel bad. Because I think he, he was in the same league. He was in the same draft as uh, Andrew Wiggins. And I think they went like one and two, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Jabari's just bouncing around. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel the same way about Wiggins, kind of. I mean, Wiggins kind of. I mean, Wiggins never lived up to expectation, but that was because, (laughs) I don't know, he doesn't have the drive. He doesn't have the motivation. He's he's talented, but he doesn't have that. He's talented and skillful, just doesn't have that yeah well hopefully on like sometimes i guess on like a bad team like the kings maybe maybe uh maybe somehow he can uh 
reinvent himself, but I, it doesn't look good for him. I think the Kings have suffered a lot of injuries. I know uh, De'Aaron Fox was out for a couple games, and I swear to God, Marvin Bagley's always out. So, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think once they get healthy, uh, maybe you know the future will look okay for them. Let's get into this last trade, the Pistons-Cavs. Uh, the Cavaliers received Andre Drummond, and the Pistons received Brandon Knight, John Henson, and this is a quote from the NBA. I got this from NBA.com. The less favorable of Jill Golden State's 2023 second-round picks. Uh, I'm going to just start with this. I, I Basically, Detroit, Detroit gave away Andre Drummond for free, basically for a bag of chips. You know, they just said here, have have him. Uh because dead ass, I didn't even know Brandon Knight was still in the league. And you know, after he got baptized from uh DeAndre Jordan back a couple years ago, I didn't even know uh he was in the league and uh who is uh John Henson? Uh <laughs> he's washed too. I didn't know he was in the league. Uh, so basically they just gave Andre Drummond for a bag of chips. And, uh, I honestly thought, I honestly thought I was like, well, can't Detroit get more, more for him since he's going to leave in free agency at the end of this year. But nah, they just gave him, they just gave him away for free. Mm. That's what happened. Wait, he's going to, he's going to be a free agent at the end of this year anyway. He was supposed to, but he opted in into his, uh, opted into his contract. So the Cavs have him for an extra year. He had, a, oh, he had a player option. But, yeah, he, so, your thoughts on this trade? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, um, I think this is a clear winner for the, you know, the Cavs. And um, I think uh, I've, been hearing, I've been hearing a lot of rumors that Kevin Love wants to be out of Cleveland and, you know, go to a, a playoff contender. He's, you know, he's tired of being on a, a trashy team ever since, you know, LeBron left. Um, LeBron got him that contract, and then boom! After LeBron dipped, oh, the Cavs sucked. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully he can get out, and you know that that leaves you know Andre Drummond can be like you know the man of that team. Um, but I kind of feel bad for Andre Drummond at the same time because you know he's such a good player, and I feel like in this point in his career, he he really deserves to go to a playoff team. Yeah, but he just that opportunity yeah yeah and i i know he like posted something on twitter and instagram about loyalty and all that and like you know how the nba is a business and you know i do feel bad for him but, i mean from the from the from detroit side like they knew he was leaving i just thought like how can you not get more for him you literally gave him away for free detroit got nothing detroit got nothing in this deal like Brandon Knight's Brandon Knight's washed, and John Henson he's washed, and like Andre Drummond he doesn't really fit in Cleveland because you already have Kevin Love, and you have Tristan Thompson, and you have Larry Nance Jr. and you have all those guys, so it's just you know somebody got to get out of there. Hopefully. They buy out Tristan Thompson's contract, and he goes to the Celtics. I'm campaigning for this. <laughs> buy out Tristan Thompson's Kevin contract. Oh, you can't buy Kevin Love. He, he, Kevin no, Love's making like traded. $30 million. He'll get traded. He'll get traded next, uh, probably next season or something. I don't know. 
Yeah. I don't know. I think he he still has a decent. I don't know how many years he has left, but I I think he's just I I I've heard. I think he's just fed up with being on. Oh, I've heard. I've heard he he's oh I'd be fed up too. Uh, he want he you know let let get him on a, a good playoff team and Kevin Love on a playoff team can really you know make some noise. Uh, I'm not sure why he opted in into uh, Andre Drummond opted into his Cavs contract, but okay. I mean he's gonna bet on himself, and we all know. I mean this free agent class is not as big as the next 2021 one, so you know he'll bet on himself for a year. And maybe I mean, they, well, the Cavs have to do something in the in free in the off season because that that like three four person lineups is not gonna work. But yeah, those were the trades during the trade deadline. Uh, who do you think won the trade deadline? Who are your winners? Um. Well, I definitely feel um, you know in the trade with. Uh, you know, the um, Grizzlies, Heat, and the Wolves, I really feel that, you know, we said that I feel like the Heat are definitely um, one of the, the big winners, getting a lot of good veterans and, you know, two top-tier defenders. Um, and um, I also really thought that, um, as we said, I thought that uh, the T-Wolves and the Warriors definitely were, um, you know, both uh, big winners. Um, but again, as much as they are winners, I wouldn't, because they're not going to make, you know, they're not going to really make any noise this season. I don't think I, I would probably give it with, you know, with the heat or and the heat and the, obviously the Clippers since they are the playoff teams and they also got, you know, they added depth and hopefully that can um, push them to, uh, you know, a higher position in the playoff race. Yeah, so I'm. I mean, I'm the same with you. I mean, uh, I got these. I had like all sixteen, like the Hawks, T Wolves, Warriors, Heat, and Clippers. Uh, obviously, the Hawks, T Wolves, and Warriors, uh, their season is done, but they have something to look forward for next year. So that's good. Uh, I think the Heat and the Clippers won. Heat and Clippers won this uh, trade. And uh, shout out to Andre Iguodala and Marcus Morris. I think as players, they have won this deadline. So if a player could win this trade deadline, it was Andre Iguodala and Marcus Morris for getting out of their situations in Memphis and New York, respectively, and going to a contending team. And they can probably be that X factor or the difference maker in playoff series. So I have those two as my winners. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. There. And uh, we're just waiting to see. Uh, usually this is now the time for the buyout market, uh, you know, where teams can sign veteran free agents for that final playoff push. Uh, I know Jamal Crawford is still available, so maybe oh. somebody should give him a look. And, uh Yeah. I just want to campaign for the uh, 2021 uh, slam dunk contest. Uh, I want Zion Williamson, uh, Jalen Brown. Uh, shit, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Um, uh, maybe Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Gian- Giannis. Giannis. We want Giannis in the dunk contest. Oh, yeah. 
uh, uh, Aaron Gordon or, or Zach, Zach Levine. But mainly, I want to start my 2021 campaign for Jalen Brown to be in the dunk contest because he should have been in the dunk contest this past, uh, this coming Saturday, but he is not. And I am going to start campaigning for Jalen Brown for the 2021 uh, Sprite Slam Dunk Contest. Yeah, I, I mean, he, I, I think that would be... It, it, it'd be a good time. Yeah. It'd be I, I a good time. What, I think what happens, though, is that, um, you know, they often, they've been choosing, I feel like the pattern with, with the Slam Dunk Contest is that they want guys that are maybe, maybe guys that need to prove themselves or whatever, like, you know, like I feel like in in you know other years, a long time ago, they used to put like some of like the best stars. They in the used league. to put the stars. They need to do. They need to but put they, the young players and the stars. We need yeah. the stars to be back in the dunk contest. All right, yeah. we don't need uh Diablo, uh Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, last year, real quick, last year's dunk contest was trash. All right, it was straight garbage. Everyone did the same thing. Like, low-key, everyone was jumping over somebody. Uh, I got tape of this. I believe it's episode four, episode 14 of the Make It Rain podcast. I was talking about the uh, 2019 uh, All-Star All-Star Weekend, and I will be talking about in a future podcast the 2020 All-Star Weekend recap. But, yeah, they, they had, and I, I said this on my previous pod, um... For me, you have one to two chances to do a dunk. If you fail after two, I don't want to see the dunk. I really don't. We I, we we know what you're doing. So you gotta get you got you got two chances to give us a dunk. Yeah, they got they gotta be more uh, disciplined. With, All right, you can't you can't be messing up. Nah, we gotta be hard on these guys. But yeah. Uh, that was the trade deadline. Uh, I mean, Miami, I don't know. I feel like last year's trade deadline was just better. Like the stars moved, uh, like, you know, Philly had a big, a big deadline. Who else had a big deadline? I don't remember. Uh, there's tape of this, but yeah. I mean, I, I don't think Miami's the best team in the East, but I think they're, you know, top. Four, I still think the Lakers are sl- uh, so. Real quick before we end, the Lakers have a better duo than the Clipper than the Clippers, but they do not have a better team or a better coach than the Clippers. I think the Clippers have a better team because they are more. They obviously they have more chemistry and they have more depth. And you know, I'm going to take Doc Rivers over Frank Vogel any day of the week. Oh yeah. yeah. So I I, I don't know if it's going to come down to that. It might come down to the stars, uh, you know, LeBron and AD. But you know, I think the Lakers have the better duo, and if they can get you know some help, you know, maybe if Kuzma can be that third guy that I know he can be, you know. But I I. I'm just looking in the playoff series between the Lakers and the Clippers. It's not going to be LeBron because you know LeBron going to get his and Kawhi's sure. Kawhi's going to get his. Gonna get his yeah. And Paul it has George, it I, has to be Anthony Davis. Yeah. 
It has to be Anthony Davis. And I think Anthony and Davis George? will deliver. How about Paul George? Paul George is so inconsistent in the playoffs, but I think I think I think he will do a uh, defensive number on whoever he guards. So, I mean, if you can get like fifteen to twenty from him, just you you need him to be consistent. I I can't have these like three for twenty games from him, and you know five points, six points. Like I need Paul George to be at least in double digits. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but like the the Clippers, man, they got so many weapons. They got Sweet Lou, they got Harold, you know, and they got dogs all over on defense, man. It's, it's scary. It's scary, yo. So, but right now I'm leaning, I'm leaning toward the Lakers, you know, going, going to the uh, NBA Finals and uh, meeting up against the. Well, right now it's looking about looking like the Milwaukee Bucks, but you know we'll see. Uh, my 76ers have, uh, you know, sold me on the hype, uh, but you know, they can always, you know, they can always be a dangerous team in the playoffs. So I'd watch out for them. Mm. And you can't forget about my Boston Celtics either. You know, can't forget about them. The chemistry is looking nice, you know, but the team will go as far as Jalen and, and, uh, Jalen and Jason take them, take them, you know, Kem Kemba. Kemba will do a lot. You know, Kem I think Kemba's going to be that closer. Kemba will be the closer in the fourth quarter. But that team is going as far as Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum take them. Because, oof, oof, our future is all oh, very, very, very bright. Oh, I am glad that I am glad Danny Ainge didn't trade the core away. Yeah, I, the Celtics do have, I mean, they have really good management and they, they make really good trades so um uh yeah i mean and i i think it will be i agree that at the top you know lakers and clippers and you know uh in the east you know milwaukee or you know uh Philadelphia and, and you know who's there. not they're, they're not talking about the raptors yo the raptors are doing good things my only concern for them is that they always usually do good things in the regular season and in the playoffs you know things happen so, but, you know, we'll see. It's another year. They have a different coach. You know, they're with Nick Nurse. Uh, it's not Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. You know, now you got Pas Pas Pascal's emerging, man. He's emerging. So, you know, we'll see what they do. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how, you know, how they are in the playoffs. They can be a potential wild card. You, you know, they can, they, they can make some noise, too. I won't be surprised. Hmm. All right. Anything you want to add? No, that's that's pretty much it. All right. Uh, you can follow the Make It Rain podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Make It Rain Pod. We are on Facebook. Just search the Make It Rain podcast. We are on your favorite podcast apps. Uh, we are on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. Just search the Make It Rain podcast. And if you ever want to be a guest on the Make It Rain podcast, holla at your boy D Train. Uh, it's a fun time. I just, you know, we put you in a. Uh, you can come in studio. You can do it via the phone or via Skype or all that. But you know, we're just gonna have a good time talking. You know, hoops, uh, NBA, and uh, everyone have a nice night and. Peace out.